This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad you've joined us. There are a lot of buzzwords, phrases, and talking points around the idea of reforming our law enforcement and criminal justice system here in the United States. But when you boil most of those down, uh, you find one thing at the center of all of it. Our justice system needs to be more holistic in its approach. In other words, you can't just address every social ill with force. It's in our best interest, and it's in our responsibility as a society to try to help people through the most difficult moments of their lives if we can. That's the idea behind a new pilot program at Wayne State University, which looks to address clients' legal and social needs in tandem. University schools of law and social work are partnering with a number of criminal justice organizations here in Detroit for the new externship program for law students, where they will engage in holistic defense for clients. Here to talk about it are two people who are deeply involved in this new program. Cheryl Kubiak is dean of the Wayne State University School of Social Work. Cheryl, welcome back to Detroit Today. Thanks, Stephen. It's great to be here. And Dan Elman is externship professor at Wayne State University's Law School. Dan, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning, Stephen. Thank you for having us. So let's start with this idea of holistic defense. I said that phrase a couple times in the intro, but, but what does that mean, Cheryl? It actually means that the legal defense uses a team approach. And on that team are social workers, lawyers, investigators, mitigation experts. But in this program, we actually pair social work and law students to work in these criminal defense offices in Detroit. And they look at what are all of the factors around the case? What are the ways this person could be uh, diverted into services or treatment programs that would better serve the individual and the community than a lockup. Hmm. So, uh, Dan, talk about what this program will look like. Yeah, so, so like Dean Kubiak said, the idea behind the program is that when people become enmeshed in the criminal justice system, they face a lot of consequences. The direct consequences, things like prison, probation, fines, those kind of traditional things we think about, but also all these other very disastrous things that can happen to a person. Uh, a criminal case can lead to a deportation case. It can lead to the deprivation of rights to care for your children. It can deprive you of jobs or housing opportunities. So what this program does is it takes law students and social work students and places them in one of our four partnership organizations in the community who are trying to address these very systemic, wide-ranging issues. And so the social work students and the law students are required to work a certain amount at these placement sites during the course of the semester, doing this real legal and social work with real clients under the supervision of licensed attorneys and social workers trying to address all of these different problems. And in addition to that placement site, they're also supported in the classroom by taking several classes within the law school and the social work school to kind of supplement that placement site work. Hmm. Uh, Cheryl, in the past, uh, we've talked about and reported on efforts in cities like Detroit and Cleveland and others 
where social workers are going into courtrooms more often to meet with clients when they are uh, get them, trying to get them assistance. Uh, we specifically talked about this in the context of housing and evictions, but talk about all the possibilities that exist for increasing this kind of help in our legal system, and especially on the criminal side. Yeah. Well, in, in 2008, when the National Legal Aid and Defense Association found that Michigan ranked 44th in the nation in terms of what we put into resources into our legal defense system for indigent individuals, they formed the Michigan Indigent Defense Commission. And that commission has worked across the state to increase the number of public defenders that are available with independent and competent legal representation. But more than that, they uh, have brought in this idea of holistic defense into each of those offices. And so in these offices, um, we hope to produce these lawyers and social workers who are used to working together. You know, interdisciplinary partnerships often are fraught with uh, misunderstandings Mm -hmm. about the professional development and goals. And so in this, we hope that more and more people are prevented from going deeper into the legal system. If we can provide a plan to judges of alternatives or um, other kinds of possibilities other than the, you know, the ones that they usually use, which may be sentences and jails and prisons, then I think we can prevent those consequences that Daniel referred to you know, um, loss of employment, loss of children, loss of housing. I think the the, the first thing that uh, people who might be critical of something like this might might say or might ask would be about money. That that uh, the things you're talking about might sound good, but uh, they're expensive and more expensive than just uh, making sure somebody has. As a public defender, uh, Cheryl, uh, how, how do you how do you address that kind of question? When you look at the unintended consequences of an individual who um, goes further and further into the criminal legal system, you have to think about what happened to their children. What about their lost revenue? What about the issues of family disruption? And what are those costs to our society? So I think you have to think about how do we invest in our communities? How do we invest in improving the well-being of the citizens rather than the destruction? And that destruction has a lot of costs as well. Uh, Public safety is always at the center of everything, but is the public safer when we treat the underlying issues or solve the problems underlying the criminal behavior rather than think that we can solve it by locking someone away. So I think that we have to think about what are the whole costs that surround a legal conviction and an incarceration. Mm. Uh, I'm talking with Cheryl Kubiak. She's the dean of the Wayne State University School of Social Work. Uh, Also with us is Dan Elman. He's an externship professor at Wayne State University's law school. We're talking about uh, a new program uh, that will uh, encourage holistic defense in uh, criminal justice uh, context, uh, looking beyond what uh, what somebody did and what punishment might be appropriate to try to address the other issues that that person might have, whether they're social issues or maybe even economic issues. 
Uh, we'd love to hear from you during uh, this conversation as well. What kinds of services would you like to see our criminal justice system provide for people who interact with it? What kinds of things could we be doing to make sure that people don't get stuck in a cycle of crime that perpetuates itself? Uh, we especially want to hear from you if you have found yourself in a situation like this. Uh, what kind of help could you have used at that time that might have set you on a different path. As always, the number on the phones here is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to Facebook or Twitter, put comments there, and we'll uh, we'll work you into the conversation. Again, we really love to hear from uh, people who have had interactions with uh, the criminal justice system. Uh, Tell us about the kinds of help you thought you got Uh, but also tell us what kinds of help you might have needed that might have have served you a lot better. Again, 313-577-1019 is the the number on the phone. So, Dan, I want to ask you about uh, which organizations uh, you guys are partnering with for this program and what kind of work they're doing more generally around these issues. Sure. So we have four partners, the, the Detroit Justice Center, the Federal Defenders of the Eastern District of Michigan, the Neighborhood Defender Services of Detroit, and the State Appellate Defender Office, also called SATO. And the cool thing about this holistic representation is that each one of these organizations is is thinking holistically, but doing different work. And so their models look a little bit different, even though their mission is very similar. So the partnerships with these organizations, the experiences that the students get, might look a little bit different depending on which organization they go to. So for instance, at the Federal Defenders and the and NDS Detroit, there might be students working particularly with clients on sentencing mitigation issues, connection to treatment services, reentry work, right? Because that's the kind of work that the Federal Defenders and NDS does. At SATO, at the Appellate Defender's Office, you have people who have been convicted of a crime, and so they're waiting on appeals, right? They're in a bit of a different scenario, but there the social work students and the law students will work with people on their appellate cases, right? So making sure maybe people have access to the proper court records, are getting the proper services in prisons, are able to connect to family outside of prison, right? So that would kind of be the SATO's approach to holistic defense. And then the Detroit Justice Center has a, has a different mission, right? Some of their legal work works on restoring driver's license or warrants expungement, things that prevent people from reentering into society after they come out. And The Detroit Justice Center also offers economic support, so legal support to small businesses. So in that organization, the holistic work might look a little bit different, but it all involves this idea of getting people back on their feet, back able to contribute to society in a productive rather than a punitive way that our criminal justice system often takes. And and what about uh, student interest in this, Dan, uh, at the law school and, and other places at the university? So this is the first semester where we'll be doing in the fall, the first semester we'll be doing a joint program. And so we're, we're very hopeful that there'll be a lot of student interest. We know that this way of thinking and this model is spreading very widely. And in speaking to students, they really care about thinking this way, getting this kind of interdisciplinary skill set so that when they go out there and practice either in law or in social work, they're really ready to practice these skills and think in this way. So we're very hopeful that there's a lot of enthusiasm out there. Mm. Uh, Cheryl, I wonder if you can talk about what uh, we are seeing in other places around the country that might reflect this kind of approach. 
Yeah, I, I actually, you've got Dan on the phone who worked in New York at um, the Bronx Defenders mm-hmm. Association, and they are kind of known around the country as the folks who kind of brought this model to the forefront. So I think you've, you've got the expert on, <laughs> on the line here. All right. Okay, Dan, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Well, so yeah, so I worked at the Bronx Defenders, which about 20 years ago kind of pioneered this holistic model of representation. And it, what it looked like at the Bronx Defenders was there's an interdisciplinary team. So you have a team of a criminal defense attorney, a family defense attorney, an immigration attorney, a social worker, an investigator. And so when a client comes into our organization, we would assess the situation and think about what issues are presenting themselves, not just in the criminal case, but more broadly, and then address each one of those issues together to reach the best entire result for the client. And and that's one model of doing things. But this idea of holistic representation is spreading all across the country very quickly. And as I mentioned, in different ways, and that's great, but the mission there is the same. So it is becoming a very doable model, and it's just creating this seamless access to services that address clients' legal and social needs, given the communities that these organizations are working in. Yeah. And it seems that this fits, of course, into the larger narrative of reforming criminal uh, the criminal justice system. I mean, it's one piece of... Uh, of of all of the things I think we need to be thinking about and maybe rethinking. Is that right, Dan? Yes, that's exactly right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Cheryl. No, I I will add that, you know, we've done work uh, at at the Center for Behavioral Health and Justice at Wayne State uh, along this criminal legal continuum. And what we hear many times uh, in terms of working with law enforcement and court officers is that often they do not understand uh, what the consequences of mental health issues are or substance abuse issues. And, and they think that it's bad behavior on the part of the individual. And I think that the education um, and the different philosophies really help inform mm-hmm. individuals around what's really needed here, what's really happening here. Not that this person is the act that they committed on the worst day of their life, but what's surrounding that and what can we do to mitigate that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cheryl Kubiak, Dean of the Wayne State University School of Social Work. Great to have you here to talk about this really interesting new program. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Stephen. And Dan Elman, externship professor at Wayne State University's Law School. Thank you as well for joining us. Thanks, Stephen. That's going to do it for us today. Come back tomorrow. We talk about hundreds of organizations and businesses who made commitments to racial equity last summer. But what have they done? We're going to take a look at who has actually followed through and who hasn't. This is 1019 WDETFM, Detroit's NPR station. Your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.